It's no secret that Russia has used its position as an energy supplier to Europe for political gain. Back in January 2006, in the heart of winter, Russia cut off gas to Ukraine, which led to other countries downstream such as Croatia, Bosnia, Macedonia and Serbia to also lose supplies. Other countries such as France, Germany and Austria saw significant reductions in their supply of gas from Russia. Russia again cut gas supplies in 2008, 2009, 2014 and 2015 until Ukraine found new gas suppliers um, from the European Union. More recently, Russia has cut off gas supplies to Finland, to Poland and Bulgaria during the ongoing war in Ukraine. Now, although Russia's dominance in the energy market has given it substantial leverage over Europe, the European Union has decided to ban all purchase of Russian oil by the end of this year and has committed to reduce their gas imports from Russia by about two-thirds within a year. Now, the question still remains whether the European Union can achieve these reductions by finding replacement sources of gas or whether they will be forced into a humiliating climb down which would underline Europe's dependence on Russian gas like never before. Reductions of gas supplies have significant implications for the European economy, but fundamentally they are still much less vital to life than food is. Ukraine and Russia combined produce around 30% of the world's supply of wheat and due to their relatively small populations, are able to export a significant percentage of it. In 2020, Russia exported more wheat than any other country in the world, selling a staggering over $10 billion worth, while Ukraine exported another $5 billion worth. If Russia were able to take over Ukraine, Putin would be in control of around a third of all wheat exports around the world, more than the next two exporters, Canada and the United States, put together. To make matters worse, this year, in India, the world's second largest wheat producer, a combined drought and heatwave in India had its warmest march in 122 years, damaged crops causing cuts in India's harvest forecast. India has imposed a complete ban on wheat exports to ensure supplies for its own people. The world's largest wheat producer is China, which has strengthened ties with Russia over recent months and years and cannot be seen as a reliable source of wheat to the West. The thought of Putin having so much control over the world's food supply makes the old fears of Putin controlling the world's gas supply seem minor in comparison. However, at the moment it seems unlikely that Russia will be able to completely take over Ukraine. But the truth is that it doesn't need to. Russia controls almost all the Ukrainian coastline, with Ukraine only holding on to one remaining port, the port of Odessa. Much of the Black Sea has already been mined, and Russia is blockading Ukraine from the sea. Shipping companies are already struggling to get shipping insurance to service Odessa, making shipping the grain out of Ukraine increasingly difficult, if not impossible. Hauling the wheat out of Ukraine by road and rail in meaningful quantities is believed to be simply not practical. Ukraine's grain silos still have significant quantities of wheat stored in them from last year's harvest due to the blockade, meaning that when this year's harvest begins in just four weeks time, 
there may not be enough space to store it, leaving it rotting in the fields. Today, a phone call between Vladimir Putin and the French and German leaders, Putin offered to discuss ways in making it possible for Ukraine, Ukraine to export their wheat out of the country. But only on the condition that the West lift all sanctions that have been placed on Russia since the beginning of the war. He also added that continuing to supply arms to Ukraine could further destabilize the supply chain of wheat out of Ukraine. Early this week, images from satellites belonging to Maxar Technologies showed what seemed to be Russian ships being filled with Ukrainian wheat and transported out of the country. The Ukrainian government claimed that as much as 400,000 tonnes of wheat have been stolen and transported out of occupied areas of Ukraine since the invasion started in February. Putin seems to have extended his grip on the, of the world's energy market to also include a grip on the world's food supply. The world may be able to reduce their demand on Russian gas and oil, but can they reduce their need for food and the need for wheat? But how does this relate to, the prof to prophecy and to the Bible? Well, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, in, Ru in Ezekiel 38, Russia is the head of a confederacy of nations that include many European Union nations. Russia is described as being a guard to these European nations. The word for guard is often used of a jailer guarding a prisoner. These nations are condemned by others such as Britain, the United States and members of the Commonwealth for their invasion of the Middle East. Today, we see most of Europe united against Russia. And so this is something we expect to see will change. Perhaps the energy and food markets are what will bring this change in the position of Europe to Russia. Only time will tell. In the Olivet Prophecy, we find in Matthew chapter 24, the Lord Jesus Christ is primarily talking of AD 70, but we know from Revelation 1 verse 7 that this also refers um, to the coming of Christ in the future. And the prophecy states in verse 7 of Matthew 24, that nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places all these are the beginning of sorrows then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake and the question we must ask ourselves is whether we are ready for these things whether we would be able to endure such trials as our brethren's brethren did in the first century and whether we will be ready for that time when all tribes of the earth shall mourn, when they shall see the, the coming of the Son of Man in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, in verse 30. And so our hope and our prayer is for the time of that great sound of the trumpet, when the elect shall be gathered to meet with the Lord for the establishment of the kingdom, when peace will break out throughout the world, and the Lord Jesus Christ will reign in righteousness. This has been Paul Barnes joining you for this week's Bible in the News.